and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. We're going to begin this series this morning on the topic of Thanksgiving, and I'm going to challenge you beginning today on how to walk in thanks, uh, how to walk with a Thanksgiving attitude every day of your life. So when I say Thanksgiving, how many right away think I'm talking about just that big old turkey, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the stuffing, you know, all the beautiful fixings on a beautiful table, on your gold silverware, with your nice china, I mean, whatever. You may be thinking that, right? That's the first picture we think of. Maybe getting together with our family, the in-laws, the outlaws, and, and all that good stuff. And that's great. That's fine. That's a good time, and it should be. And uh, if you don't have anybody coming over to your house, invite me over. I love turkey. I love ham. Um, yeah, I love to watch football, all that good stuff. But I'm not talking about that particular day. I'm talking about having a spirit of thanksgiving. And on your outline, uh, raise your hand if you don't have one. You'll get one handed to you right now. But you should have an outline. And I have a scripture that I want to read. Uh, it's found in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. But before I read that scripture, what I want to talk to you about today are the following things. I want to discuss with you who we are meant to give thanks to, number one, why we are meant to give thanks, and then how we are to give thanks so that you walk out of here today knowing those three points. Okay, is that good with you? Are you tracking with me so far? All right. So Colossians 2.6 says the following, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord... So walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now that's in the New King James Version that may read a little bit differently than your version. But Colossians 2.6 reminds us, and what I'm going to focus in on, what I'm going to hone in on is that word abundant or abounding in thanksgiving. So I've titled this message today, Abundant Thanksgiving, abundant Thanksgiving. What is abundance, first of all? It's the, it, I'm sorry? Plenty. Plenty, exactly. It, it's the opposite of scarcity, of having nothing. Um, the definition of abundant is something that defines that there's plenty of, as Irene just pointed out, or it exists in great amounts. Um, so, for example, um, I, I come to this church here. We have a church known as uh, a, a giving church, a sacrificing church. Uh, people just love to give. You're all generous in your own way. And any visitor that comes here knows that if they're, if they're here with us any length of time, they know we're a giving church. We have a lot of people missing today, and they're all giving, every single one of you here. Amen? And I'm thankful for that. But in good times... And in bad times, we should be giving. Amen? Yeah. One, I, I touched on it briefly, and I just want to touch on it again briefly. If we're not careful, we can get caught up in, in, in the news in the world today and, and see all the, the rioting, not only in our country, but in other countries, and, and backlash against our system and think, oh my goodness, we're falling apart and, 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 and there's no hope. And you can be, if you're not careful, you'll have the spirit of disillusionment and, and disillusioned and, and not be thankful. 
And that's a lie from the enemy who wants to attack your spirit so that you aren't thankful. Do you know that? Do you recognize that? We have to be thankful in all things. Here, here's a great example of that. If, if you're married today and your spouse is with you, you can nudge them because you probably said some vows, something to this effect, that in the good times and in the bad times, you pledge, you pledge the covenant to be with that person. And, and how many know if you're married, there will be some bad times. That's right. Uh, that's right. Everybody that's been married longer than one day knows that there's going to be some bad times, but there's plenty of good times and great times that more than make up for that. And, and it's during those trials that we go through that make us who we are, that define us as people. And I believe that's what we're experiencing in our country. We're going to go through a period of time. But as believers, let's continue to fight the good fight. Amen. Yes. Let's continue to be thankful that we still live in the greatest country in the, in the world. Amen. Yes. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. It's the greatest country in the world right now. Yes. Amen. So here in, in Colossians, I want to read another scripture to you found in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3. 1 and verse 3. It says here, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. And I want to read these following scriptures because I'm establishing who do we give thanks to? Who are we to always be thankful for in those good times and in those bad times? So Colossians 1.3 says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Colossians 3.17, which was our scripture verse, which we all read together, said this, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, the Bible says, whether in word or deed, give thanks to him. Amen? And then finally, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20 says this. Always, everybody say always. always. Giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Everybody say for everything. For everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me stop there. Did you know that that everything includes the bad? It includes the bad. It, it includes when you lose your job. Lord, I thank you for that. If you get fired from that job, Lord, I thank you for it because you've got something better for me in line. Lord, um, I thank you when my income just shrunk by 50% because I, uh, uh, my spouse lost their job or they went on disability, or you fill in the blank. You give God thanks in all things, amen? We, we can't just be on the bandwagon, so to speak, and just shout hallelujah and praise the Lord when things are going well. You do when things are not going so well. And why do we do that? Because you're, you're actually living out your faith, and you're being a walking testimony to those around you. How many know that? You, when people see you, and they know you're going through a struggle, and they see your faith, that speaks volumes to somebody else, to a young believer. Um, continue to do that. Continue to press forward. Continue to just let your faith be known so that young people can see that. Amen? The glory of God's grace is so astounding and eternal that our response should be one of continual praise on our lips. Uh, do you find yourself in the car like me? You're just praising God sometimes. You know, you're just 
uh, well, all the time, we really should be. We should continually have praises on our lips. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. And it's just having a mindset of being prayerful. Uh, I have the great fortune. I call it great fortune because I could say I have a terrible fortune of having a one-hour commute to Napa from Vallejo. It takes one hour on, on my morning commute. And so during that commute, uh, how many know what I'm talking about? That commute, 29, right? It's terrible. So I pray. I listen to God's word and then I pray because I just decided a long time ago, well, I'm not going to get frustrated with this commute and I'm not going to get frustrated with all these people trying to cut me off and going in front of me and driving on the side of the road. I'm just going to get in a prayer mode. And I do that now because God's gifted me an hour to pray with them in the morning, along with at home, along with in my office, I can shut my door and I can pray there. God's blessed me to be able to do that. And I'm so thankful for that. Amen. We thank him because of who he is. Did you know that? We always thank the Lord because of who he is. Not because of what he's done for you yet. Not because of what he's going to do for you. God wants praise and thanksgiving because of who he is. Simple fact right there. Amen. Jesus is who we thank. Amen. We thank him every day. Number one, we're created in the image of God. There's a reason to be thankful right there, right? Every one of you, male, female, are created in the image of God. He created you perfectly, exactly as you're created today. Amen? In the image of God. He is the one above all things, above all other things. He's the one that holds everything together. I'm talking about the one that we thank, the one that we praise. He's the head of this church. It's not Pastor Rick's church. It's the Lord Jesus Christ church. Amen. He's the beginning. He is the end. He's the first and the last. He's the king of kings, as that song said. He's your redeemer. He's your savior. He's the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. He's the reconciler. He's the redeemer. He's your savior. That alone is why we should be thankful right there. That alone. Can I get an amen? Oh, yes. Amen. When we receive a gift, when we truly receive a gift, thankfulness is the natural expression. Amen? At least it should be. It is in my household. If you get a gift, you need to be thankful, right, Raquel? It was her birthday on Thursday or on Friday, Veterans Day. She turned 17. Give her a big hand. Yeah, happy birthday. And she got a gift. She, we got her an iPhone, a new iPhone. And, uh, and she was thankful for that. And, uh, and that's great. And that was the great response, being thankful for that. So again, when you receive earthly gifts, thank you. Thank you. How, I, how can I thank you? But, but above and beyond that, what the Lord has done for us in giving us redemption, giving us uh, a new life, how can we ever repay him? We can't. Can we? But we should be thankful for that. Right, church? Here's, here's the great news. Jesus is not just in us. We are in him as well. Have you ever thought to look at it that way? Not, not only is Jesus in me, but we are in him. We are in him. We have and, 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 and move in, in him. Everything that we do should be in him. Amen? We thank the Holy Spirit for what he does in our lives. But I'm going to my second point here. Why do we thank abundantly? Why do we thank abundantly? Well, verse 12 of what I just read earlier, we giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you. See, the, the Father qualifies us, amen? We, we aren't qualified on our own. We can't do enough. 
We, we are, what do I always say here? We're imperfect people, right? In an imperfect world. None of us here, as Irene said, none of us here uh, are worthy of this. Why should we have a Lord that would die for one of us when we're not worthy of it? But yet he loved you so much that he stretched out his arms and said, this is how much I love you. For each of you, amen? Amen. amen. He qualifies us. He qualifies us, amen? Here, here's the... Uh, Here's a story. Remember back in, high, in school, whether it was high school or middle school, remember having to pick teams? I don't know that they do that anymore because it's not politically correct, right? But remember back in the day, who remembers this, where you had to pick teams in, in PE or some class, right? And there was always those last kids that you always felt sorry for because they never got picked. And they'd always be looking down at the ground because you knew nobody was going to pick them, right? But they were always the 4.0 students, right? I always knew that, so I always picked them on my team. I, always, I went to a small school, so I always got to be picked right away and, or be a captain or something and picking teams. And, and I'd always pick those guys because I knew if I treated them good, they'd be good to me later on and help me out with maybe homework or whatever because I needed some help back then. But he, here, here's the thing. If you've ever been disqualified, you know what that feels like. You know the the pain of kind of feeling left out. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to qualify. I'm not even a good speaker. I, I don't even know how to pray. And, and, and you can feel so low and so inadequate. And, and if you're not careful, the devil, the world will beat you up every day and make you feel like that today, tomorrow. You're a child of the king. I, I say that all the time to, to, to pass into you that you are royalty. You are royalty. You are an heir to the throne, to salvation. Amen? Not the throne. You're not going to assume God or uh, usurp God. But you are an heir to his kingdom. Amen? And you should walk that way. Don't kick the dirt and put your head down and sniffle and... I can't do this. I can't. I'll never become that. Uh, I never went to college and got my four-year degree. And uh, I didn't get my BA. I didn't get my master's, my PhD. So what? God can still use you to do great and mighty things. Amen. How many are testimonies of that today? God's used you above and beyond anything you could ever think or imagine. Amen. Here's, here's a, a wonderful scripture that I want to tell you or read to you. In regards to feeling disqualified. I want you to, to cast that notion aside. It's found in 1 Corinthians and it's not on your outline. So you may want to write this down. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 26 through 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 26 through 31. And let me read this to you. For consider your calling brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring nothing, things that are, to nothing, things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of Him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, 
boast in the Lord. Amen? Has God ever used you for, to accomplish great mighty things? Has he given you or blessed you with a job that, uh, according to human standards, you have no right being a part of? That's because of God's favor. That's because God can put you there. Amen? God is, gonna the, one, is the one that opens doors and places you there. Right? Uh, and, and here I love this where it says, Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Make sure you tell people, the Lord put me there. The Lord blessed me there. The Lord was able to give me favor in that position. Uh, and I'll just share this real quick. Uh, where I work at in Napa for a company called the Perfect Puree of Napa Valley. I've been there since 2005, but um, one time I, I left there and I came back and I read the job description. And I'm reading this job description. It says, you got to have a master's and you got to have this and you got to have that. And I'm reading this and I'm going, man, I didn't even go to college. And I have all this, and I've done this for years. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, and how, do, how am I doing this job? God's favor. God put me in there, and he's taught me over the years how to do that job. Not because I don't boast because I have a great college education or because I'm very smart, because I'm not. And all I can tell you today, though, is that God, as long as I put my trust in him, he leads me. He guides me. He gives me everything I need. And then finally, I did go to the college, to Global University, and that's where I, I graduated uh, as a minister in 2012 and been a pastor ever since then. And it's been great to be here as your pastor the last three years. I thank God for that. Only God can do that. I can't. I can't do any of that. Amen? How many are thankful that God has worked in your life to accomplish some things that you look back on and say, I never could have done that. I never could have done that. Amen? And that's all of you. And if you continue on this path, you'll discover as you put your trust in him, God will take you to places that you never thought you could ever, ever handle on your own or, or do on your own. Amen? So that is why we give God thanks. That is why we thank him abundantly with plenty. As, as Irene said, the first word, what does abundant mean? It means plenty. We thank him with plenty of thanks. Amen? Here's the great news. The Lord qualified you to share in his inheritance. He gave you an inheritance because you're an heir to his kingdom. Amen. You're qualified now. You're not that guy that didn't get picked on that team, you know, back in high school, middle school, that's still kicking his shoes, you know, at the dirt going, oh, man, I'm never going to play. I can't play. I can't even shoot a basket. They're never going to pick me. And you're not that guy. You're a child of the king. Amen. You're not just qualified. But he has made you alive together with him. Amen. He's forgiven you of your past, your wrongdoings, your sins, your choices. He's forgiven you. You're not perfect. All he's done is say, hey, look, I'm willing to give you another chance and another chance and another chance. How many are thankful for his mercy this morning? Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? I know I am. And you're, and you're also not just delivered. But you're, he's transferred us to the kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're transferred into that kingdom as heirs to his throne in Jesus. See, in Jesus, we have redemption. In Jesus, we have redemption. He puts us back together. He forgives us. He molds us. He shifts that weight of guilt. How many remember that weight of guilt that you had on your back? Maybe you were living with it, that it was holding you down. And how many remember when God forgave you of that sin 
It was removed. Amen? I remember that clearly when God just lifted that. It felt like a weight on my back. And when God forgave me my sins, He said, I'll never remember those against you. I throw them and cast them into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered against you again. Amen? Look at your neighbor and tell him, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. That's a beautiful thing. Don't take that for granted. Because there's a world out there that's dying and lost that can't say that very same thing. And that's not so that you can boast or or feel elite to them, but it's just saying, Lord, thank you for that. Lord, thank you that I am forgiven. Lord, thank you that you've forgiven me of my past, of my wrongdoings. Amen? Amen? That is why we thank Him, because of that. And then my third point here this morning is, how do we thank abundantly? How do we thank abundantly? Well, first of all, abounding in thanksgiving means that we are known for gratefulness. Are, are, are you known to be a grateful person? Are you known to walk with gratitude? Is, is your attitude of gratitude contagious in your home? Or is, is your attitude of just grumbling all the time and complaining? And it's always negative and the glass is always half full and we never have enough money in the bank account and we never go on vacations and haven't done anything in a long time. Is it like that? Is it just grumbling? Or are you grateful for the roof over your head? For the car you drove in, it may have 190,000 miles, but you drove here today, amen? amen. Are you thankful for that? Yes. That's a contagious attitude if you don't know that already. So is negativism. It's very contagious. I don't have time for negativity. I, I don't hang around negative people. I, I don't have time for that. And I'll just tell you right now, if you're negative, I'm not going to be spending a lot of time with you, okay? I'm sorry to hurt your feelings. I'm going to spend time with positive people, Amen. Amen. You got to be positive. Amen. Because the Lord wa- reminds us and reminds us of so many blessings of why we're to be thankful. Yes. Gratitude should always be on our lips. It should constantly be on our lips and in our hearts. You see, here's the problem that, that uh, our younger generation has. And um, we only have one young person in here. Um, well, when I mean young, somebody under the age of 20. How's that? Okay, sorry. Millennials. Okay, I'm on millennials right now. You know that they feel entitled? Have you seen that? They feel entitled. And entitled people are never filled with gratitude. Have you seen that? Entitled people never are gratitude uh, people. And every, when I look out here, I see givers. I see people that walk in gratitude. I see attitudes of gratitude from every one of you here. And that, that pleases my heart when I see that, because what's displeasing is when I see entitlement. Well, I deserve that. I'm 21 years old, and I went to college, and I deserve that. You, no, you don't. You got to work hard for it. You got to earn it, buddy. You got, you know, you got these professional players coming out, whether it's basketball, football. They're 21, 22, and they get a big contract. They still got to earn it. They still got to earn their, their, their living until they get a place in a, in a place of prominence or maybe get that big contract. you got to earn it. And life teaches us that. If you live long enough, life teaches you that you got to earn it. And help us, Lord, to be filled with a, an attitude of gratitude. Amen? I want to read to you Psalm 100 to show you what abounding and thanksgiving looks like. Psalm 100, starting in verse 1. I want to read five verses. 
starting in verse 1. Again, we're talking about abundant thanksgiving this morning. It says the following, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name, for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. Amen. This right here is what abounding in thanksgiving looks like. Is that a snapshot of maybe a day in your life? Is that a snapshot of maybe a moment in your lifetime? It should be, as a believer, it should be a little snapshot of a daily process. And if you're not there yet, Lord, give me a desire to be thankful for the things I do have, for the things that you blessed me with, the health, the ability to walk in here today, to walk in here. Thank you, Lord, for that. And, and Lord, we thank you for that this morning. Abounding in thanksgiving means returning gratitude with all our being, with everything in us. Again, going back to when you first met your spouse, your honey, when you first met her, weren't you willing to do all kinds of things? Huh, Ronnie, weren't you willing to do anything? Bring her flowers, chocolate, whatever she wanted. Wayne, you did the same thing. Justin, you did the same thing. I'm sure I'm just picking on the guys. Garland, Damien, you all did the same thing. I know. Why? Because I did the same thing. Reuben, you did the same thing. You went and you knew that she loved chocolates from C's Candy. And you went out and you bought some chocolates from C's Candy, Candy and you gave them to her. You were filled with gratitude. Oh, yeah. Anything I can do to make her happy. Anything I can do. And you would do it. It wasn't a question. And I know you guys are still doing that today. Right? Amen? Amen. Oh, it's really quiet. Women, are they still doing that? Amen. 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 So, again... With our attitude towards the Lord, it should be very much the same thing. We should have an attitude of gratitude. And remember that we need to be thankful with all of our being, everything that resides within us. The Bible calls this, you see, worship and praise. You know, worship and praise, we think of just sitting up here or standing here and singing songs. Really, it's an attitude in how you live your life. It's how you live your life, how you declare your faith to others is a form of worship and praise. There's forms of worship, as Sister Betty declared this morning, giving. There's forms of worship in our attitudes of gratitude. You're worshiping your God that way with an attitude of gratitude. Next time you get that negative attitude coming, recognize that is not worship to your king. That is not worship to your God. And cast that aside because negativity is only going to bring you down anyways. Amen? Remember who we're thankful for. The biggest reason to thank God again is because of who He is. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because of who He is. And when we realize who He is, then we begin to thank Him with all our being. We begin to thank Him and praise Him. See, we have the privilege of thanking and the reason to thank. And when it comes to expression, that's where we come. And some of us can lift our hands and praise Him. Others can clap. 
Others can weep right here in front when you're praising them in song and spirit. Do you ever catch yourself in your car by yourself doing the same thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the spirit of thanksgiving that overtakes you. And you begin to thank the Lord for all the wonderful things he's done in your life and doing in your life today. That's what causes us to move in the spirit, to dance to him, to worship him. Don't stop. I would only encourage you to continue to do that. Take it to the next level if you've never done that before. Amen? God wants your gratitude. God craves your gratitude. He is, the Bible says, a jealous God. What's he jealous of? He's jealous of your affection. He's jealous when you give that affection to others. And what, the, what I mean by that is to another idol. Well, I don't worship idols, Pastor Rick. I don't have any statues in my house. I'm not talking about a statue. What is it in your life? It could be time, something that takes you away from God. Whatever that may be is an idol. And that's why we always need to put God number one. And as long as you recognize that, everything else falls into place. Amen? If we're not careful, there are times when we think that we are blessed because we made it happen. You ever been there? Oh man, I, I worked so hard. I worked this hard this, hard this year, this, so hard that, that God blessed me with a house, Irene. He blessed me with a house at 378 Clydesdale Drive. It's not because I worked hard. It has nothing to do with it. God blessed me just because He loves me. He blessed each one of you because He loves you. Not because of how hard you did. You didn't do nothing. He did it for you, amen? He's the giver of what? Of all things. Everybody say all things. All things. Another reason why you should be thankful for. Uh, yesterday we had a, a baby shower for Elizabeth in, in Napa. Um, and uh, so they threw a shower for her. And, and uh, I'm thankful for this little baby that's growing in her right now. This little baby boy. Uh, she's due in January. And I'm thankful for that. I pray for that little boy already. Whether it's a boy or a girl. You know, the doctors say boy. But you, you know how that works. You never know, right, Irene? My, my, I'm talking to my sister here. She had news like that uh, grandson. At any rate, I'm thankful for that child. And where that child grows up to be, I don't know. But I'm already praying for God to work in that child. And that's what you should do always. If you know someone that's pregnant, you pray for that child. You pray for that child to be filled with wisdom, the love of God, the desire to worship God, the desire to know God. Amen? Yeah. There's much to be thankful for but be very careful to recognize who you should be thankful to it's never you it's never me it's never us it's always God God is the giver of your job of Dalal's job that she just got recently Uh, Dalal are you thankful for that job I know Justin is he's thankful for that job that you got and uh, God is going to bless Justin here with a job as well in that same field and that's coming it's coming really soon Justin you continue to hang in there He is the one that provides those opportunities. Amen? Amen. It's not our ability to, to, or our education. It's not what we think we know. It's not our job resume. It's none of that. It's God's favor for you. Amen? Amen. Now, here's what I want you to do this week as, as I'm getting ready to close. Don't just declare it with your words. Don't just declare thanksgiving with your words. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for my 
my, my health. I thank you for your ability to bless us with two cars in our home or for my health of my children or the health of my spouse, whatever it may be. Don't just praise them with your lips. But here's what I want to ask you to do. Not just thank Him for all that you have done, but Lord, help us and show me how to show that gratitude in the way I live, in the way I live, in the way I walk in you, rooted in you. That scripture said I walk in Him, I'm rooted in Him, built up in Him, established in faith by Him. If you're truly grateful for what God's done for you, it changes how you walk, how you talk, how you live. Amen? It changes everything about who you are as a person, or at least it should. Let me rephrase that. At least it should, if you're truly thankful, if you're truly walking with an attitude of gratitude. Here's a little quick testimony. Over the last 22 years, I've had the great privilege to be married to the beautiful woman in the back, my wife Anna, 22 and a half years now. And um, that's a great privilege. I've been the pastor here now, We've been pastors now for three and a half years, almost three and a half years here in this church. And that's a great privilege. I don't think that I did any of that. God put Anna in my life. God put this church in my life. God put you people in my life. God did all that. Amen? Amen. And God's done the same for you in your life. He's put situations in your life. And it's not for you to grumble about. It's for you to be thankful for I don't care what your worst situation is, there's still a blessing in it. There's still a blessing in it. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen? We are to thank God for who He is. We're also to thank God for the salvation He's given us. And then this in turn causes us to be grateful. Amen? Just like when Raquel received her iPhone on her birthday on Friday, she was grateful for that. Very grateful. Let me just share this. She likes to be called Joseph in our house. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and, and then their children, Isaac, and then Joseph. She, she thinks she's the special privileged one. She, she, she goes, Dad, where's my coat of many colors? And so uh, she likes me to call her Joseph. Now she's turning all red. See, I get to do that, Raquel, when I have the mic. But during, the, during our, our, getting back to what I just shared about my wife, 22 years and then being pastors, have there been tough times? You better believe it. There's been tough times, many tough times, many tough, tough times in my, in my 39 years of life on this earth, many tough times, just like you. You've had tough times. But do we choose to walk in that and, and just declare, I guess it's going to be tough from here on out. I guess I'm going to have to have this little pity party and, 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 then, and then blast it on social media so everybody can see it and feel bad with me. No. God said, you're a child of the king. You're an heir to the throne. He's given you above and beyond anything that you could ever think or imagine. I I could get an amen from all of you right now, right? Amen. Amen. See, God is faithful. Amen. God is truly faithful. At the end of the day, he's very faithful. During those tough times, just like the marriage covenant that I touched on, through the good times and the bad times. God is always faithful. And I want you to remind yourself of that. When you're facing a tough time, God, you are faithful. God, you love me. I am your child. I am royalty. And you are going to walk with me through this whole process. Amen? Amen. But as God chooses to walk with us, because that's His desire, we have to choose to walk with Him. 
We have to desire to walk with him. Otherwise, if, if, if we don't desire to walk with him, I'm just walking. I'm just going for a stroll. I'm just walking by myself. Hey! Uh, you know, I want to walk with God. I want God to walk with me and in me. And, and I want to be filled with an attitude of gratitude every day. Like I said, I don't have time for negativity. I don't. Uh, I, I want to be positive in everything I do, everything I touch. And, and, I, and that's what I want to project because that's who I am. And I want my kids to see that. I want my wife to see that because I live that every day of my life. I live that at work. I live that with every person I see and come in contact with, even though there's tough times. And, and is, it, is it just something I, I'm trying to project an image? No, it's because I have faith in the true and living God because he is faithful. Amen. Can everybody say he's faithful? He is faithful. He's faithful to you and I. You see, when, when you see God for who he is, who he truly is, a faithful God, and that Jesus is revealed to you in all his glory, that should be enough to make you abundantly thankful. That alone, period. I'm not even talking about your three cars or four cars, your mansion, your Bentley, your gated community, the, the clothes, the Calvin Klein bags, the Michael Coors bag, the leather jacket. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm just talking about the fact that he's your God, that he redeemed you, that he saved you, that he said, can, can, can we get along? Can we have a relationship, just you and I? Can we take a walk together? Can we, can tonight, can we go out and look at that big super moon? Actually, it's tomorrow night. Or no, tonight, super moon. If, if, if you have a chance, go check it out. And, and realize that God put that up there as a sign. As a sign for you and I to see we're in the last days. Amen? How many know that? But he, he wants you to recognize that you need to walk with him. You need to have a desire to walk with him. And when you do that, he fellowships with you. All of a sudden, you begin to realize, Lord, I, my eyes are open to all the things of creation that you've done. Not, I, I'm not just so narrow-minded now and just seeing all the negativity in my life. I'm beginning to recognize again what you've put here in this earth for us to enjoy. And, and when he begins to do that, that's when our spirits begin to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen? Amen. Lord, help us to do that every day of our life. So you see, that's not all he's done. He's always been faithful to you. He's loved you, provided for you. And it's up to each of us to declare with abundant expressions to each other and to those around us how thankful we are. Amen? And before I close in prayer this morning, I want to give you your homework assignment. Everybody, you've got homework tonight and this week. This week and the rest of this month, and actually the rest of this year, if you're good at it. Here's the homework. This week, I want you to begin to declare your abundant thankfulness to the Lord with your actions. With your actions. You see, it's easy to say, oh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my sister Irene, my brother Reuben, my wife. And that's easy to say. Now, can you back it up? Can you back it up? What are you doing? And, and again, when I look out here, I see people that do back it up with their actions. I'm thankful for a giving church, for people that show time and care and their generosity. And I'm not just talking financially. I'm talking about their time, their talents, and their treasures. Back it up. Are you going to have an attitude of gratitude and then walk it and live it and declare it? How many are with me this week? And you're going to do that. 
And then, and then next week will come. And you'll build on that. And the following week. And then we're going to be in December. And Thanksgiving is going to be way back here. And you're going to continue to do that. Pretty soon January 1st is going to be here. It's a Sunday. We'll be here. And you're going to still walk in Thanksgiving because of what God's doing in your life. Will you promise to do that with me? Amen. Let's do that one day at a time. And watch a shift, a shift occur in your life. If you've been racked with negativity, with thoughts of negativity, maybe depression, watch that shift begin to occur. When you begin to thank God. See, it starts with being thankful. And, and that's why I mentioned many young people have a hard time doing that because they feel entitled. Lord, help us not to feel entitled, but Lord, to thank you for the very little to the very large. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Father God, we come before you this morning, and again, we're reminded of all the wonderful things you do for us. Lord, again, number one, we thank you for who you are. Lord, you are a great and mighty God. You're our Redeemer, our Savior, our mighty King. Lord, we rejoice in the fact that you love us and you desire a relationship with each of us. Lord, we thank you for salvation, that you sent your son to die on a cross, that I would have eternal life, that each of us here would have eternal life. Father, we thank you for that. And thirdly, we thank you for all the blessings of your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are faithful in the smallest thing to the largest thing. Now I pray this week, help us, Lord, to develop not only an attitude of gratitude, but to do it with our actions, with our neighbors, with our family, with our friends, with those around us. Lord, help us to walk in faith and declare it with our actions. And I pray that for everyone here today. And Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus. And before, before we're done, with every head bowed and eye closed, I just want to ask right now, I just feel a compelled to ask if you've struggled with that, with a spirit of thankfulness. If you're struggling with that right now, I want to pray for you. I won't ask you to come up front, but I want, to, I want to be praying for you. So if that's you, just raise your hand. If you're struggling with that attitude of, of ungratefulness. Okay, I see. You can lower your hands. Yes, I see. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. And so, Heavenly Father... I come before you right now again as we close now. Father, I lift up these that raise their hands. Father, first of all, grant them a desire, Lord, to be grateful to you. Lord, may you remind each one of these today and all of us, Lord, for every blessing that comes from above. First of all, for the very fact of life, life that we are able to get up this morning and be here. For salvation, Lord, you're such a great God. Lord, for all the wonderful things you do for us, I pray and right now your blessings would flow upon those that raise their hand and upon everyone else here that you would remind us today, Lord, for all the things that we should be grateful for. And Lord, help us to cast aside and rebuke in the name of Jesus every negative thought, everything that would consume our minds with, with things of unimportance, things that would bog us down that are tricks of the enemy to deceive us, to preoccupy our minds. And Lord, rather than focus on you and to give thanks to you. So Father, I pray that for every one of us. Help us to have a mind of Christ that we should be thankful to you in everything we do. And we pray that this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen and amen, amen. God bless you.